Good evening. Hope everyone is well. Tonight we're going to learn Maseches Pesachim Daf Peibes and Peigimel Amid Aleph. But of course, a Mazel Tov to David and Eli on the engagement of their son Ari. May they be zochet to build a bais Nemam Beisrael and a lot of nachas to you and yours. Baruch Hashem. We're starting on the bottom of Pesachim Pe Aleph Amid Beis at a new Mishnah. This Mishnah speaks about what we do if the korban Pesach that one brought has become tummy. So the Mishnah starts out like this. Let's say that a person brings a Korban Pesach and they really weren't being cautious and the entire Korban Pesach became tummy, or Rubo or most of it, 51%, most of it became tummy. So the Halacha is, Halacha is that that Korban needs to be burned right away, in Yerushalayim, in the area of the Mikdash, with the wood that was dedicated as wood to be used for the pyre uh, of the Mizbeach. Now, that's the ratio. Nitma miuto vehanosar. Let's say only part of the Korban Pesach became tummy, or the Korban Pesach meat reaches its expiration date, and no vehanosar. Those don't have to be burned in the in the city in Yerushalayim. Sorfenoso vechatzrosehem. They can be burned in everyone's backyards. Oh, al gagosehem on the roofs. And me'atse atzman from wood that comes from their backyard, their own wood, their own uh, their own firewood, but they don't use them atze hamarocha. Hatsiknin, the people who were very stingy, the people who were very cheap with their money. The halacha gave them a latitude that they are allowed to use the atze hamarocha. They're hectish. I, I I could have used my own wood. Maybe I should have used my own wood. The Mishnah gives a latitude that they're allowed to do that. My Taima asks the Gemara four lines from the bottom, my Taima, why is it that the, the people for whom they made their whole Korban Pesach tummy or most of it tummy, why is it that they had to burn it in the, uh, in the Bira? Says the Gemara, unbelievable, to embarrass them. What does it mean to embarrass them? That we're, we're so mockbit about this. So the Gemara here is, uh, doesn't give any clarity to the concept, but some of the Rishonim explain that the reason why we want to be Mavayish them is because they really did not take care of this once in a year Korban. So some of them, of course, are bothered by that. Well, what do you, you can't control every form of Tuma. Some things happen just on their own. So, okay, the point is obviously referencing those who are not careful. And Kedela Baishan, the people should know, we're going to put your whole Korban inside a fire right next to the Beis HaMikdash to show that you messed up your Korban and you were not careful enough. The safe of the Mishnah, which spoke about Nidma Miuto, there we said that people were allowed, that people were allowed to burn their uh, tame portions of the korban, either the nosar or 49% or less of the korban, that though people are allowed to burn them in their backyard, says the Gemara, that may be what our Mishnah says, but there's a brisa that doesn't agree. Uriminhu, always indicating a Tanaic argument. Let's say a person brings a, a korban in the base of Mikdash. And they're eating from the from the meat of the korban, and they space out. They walk out of town. They walk out of Yerushalayim. So we've seen this already earlier in the Masechta. Im of our tzofim, if they pass over tzofim, this machlokas uh, we saw in Daf Memtes when we saw this. I think it's Daf Memtes. The, yes, it is Memtes. That there was machlokas if tzofim is the name of a place or does it just mean the place from which you can see the mikdash? Whatever whatever the details are. The point is if im of tzofim if you're outside of Yerushalayim, so then yes, taka sorfim bimakoma. Then we say you should burn uh, the mute or whatever it is in your house. You should burn the meat that you brought with you in your house. However, vim lav as we turn to the top of pebezim aleph, this brisa indicates something totally unexpected. 
Here the Brisa says that if you take the Basar Kodesh outside of Yerushalayim, you can't burn it at home. You have to come back and burn it in Yerushalayim. That's a stira to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that in the case of Nitmam Yuto Vihanosar, that in the case where there's a small percentage of the animal that became Tame, or if there's Nosar, the Korban Pesach meat that reached its expiration date, it can be burned in your backyard. Yet here we see that when you leave Yerushalayim with Basar Kodesh, the Brisa says, no, you got to come back to Yerushalayim. It's a stira. That's a machlokas, seemingly a stira between the Mishnah and the Brisa. So the Gemara is going to present three quick answers. Here we go. Answer number one, top line of Pei Beza Amaralev. Amar Rav Chama Bar Ukva Lo Kasha. This is not a contradiction between our Mishnah and this Brisa. Kan ve'achsanoi, kan bevalabais. One's talking about a guest who has no wood. That's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that, I'm sorry, that's the Brisa. The Brisa is talking about the, the guest who has no wood. So he has to use the Atzei Amarach. He doesn't have a choice. Because he has no wood of his own. Kan that's our Mishnah, where a person taka does have their own uh, stockpile of wood, and they can therefore burn it in their own backyard. Rav Papa, this is answer two. Rav Papa, Amar, no. Both of them are talking about guests, about people who are visitors to town. One is already walking on the way. And the other is still local in town. When they're local in town, then they uh, they have one din. And when they are uh, when they're not on when they're on their way already, then we're more lenient with them, and they can burn it burn it anywhere they need to. And Rav Zvid is a blend of those two answers. Rav Zvid Amar, this is the third answer of the Gemara, but it's really a blend of the previous two. Rav Zvid Amar Laolam Kido Amar Meikara. Really, it's like the first answer in construct in that. Is that one, the Brisa is talking about an Achsanoi, and the other is talking about a Balabais. Um, and what is the Chiddush? The Achsanoi can use the Ma'ate Hama'aracha, the guest can use the Beis Mikdosh's collection of wood, even though he hasn't left yet. Achsanoi, Kevin DeLesle, since he doesn't have any wood, so Asu Kitsiknin, he's like the status of people in our Mishnah who are the cheapies, the people who are very stingy. What did we say in our Mishnah? Just like the Tzitznin were allowed to use, the cheap people were allowed to use Atzeh Maracha, and Achsanoi, a guest, has the exact same din. These are the three answers. Tanu Rabbana, the rabbis bring a Tosefta. The Gemara brings a Tosefta of a similar din. Uh, of a variation, I should say, on the theme. Let's say bo lesarfo v'chatzrosein. Let's say that someone's allowed to burn the uh, the tame meat that they have. They're allowed to burn it in their backyard. That's fine. But they wanted to do so But they wanted to do so with wood that had been dedicated and mukdash to the beis hamikdash. This has the status of hektish. If someone were to misuse hektish, that would be what we call meila. They're not allowed to do that. That's an iser doraisa. So. If someone was burning something tummy in their backyard and they wanted to use wood from the ma'aracha, which is hektish, the halacha is ain't shoman lahem, we do not allow them to do that. And, and conversely, lifne habira, if someone's in Yerushalayim and they wanted to use me'ateatzman and they brought their own wood, there too, ain't shoman lahem, we don't listen to them. So it asks the Gemara on this Tosefta as follows. Bishlama, I understand the first case. That you're trying to use hectish wood in your own local backyard. That's a bad idea. Because Dilma Paishan Minaihu, maybe there will be some leftover wood. Uh, you, it's so it's hectish. Maybe there will be some leftover wood. And maybe you'll end up using this hectish wood for non-hectish purposes. Let's say you're just using it to warm your house to cook a meal. That's an Isser Doraisa. Of uh, of meila behektish, 
So obviously that makes sense. It's very a logical concern that we're afraid for you to take the wood of the Atzei HaMa'aracha that was dedicated, that was Mukdash to the Beis HaMikdash. That wood should not be brought to your backyard. It's so easy to make a mistake. Don't do it. Ella, what doesn't make sense in the Tosefta we learned was the second case. But why would anyone be opposed to me bringing my own wood from my own house? Who cares? Let me bring my own wood from, the, to, from my house to the Beis HaMikdash and burn my animal, which I made tummy. Well, what's the big deal? Why can't I bring my own wood? I'll be mocked to shit. What's the big deal? So it says the Gemara, my time alone. What's the reason why the Tosefta indicates that one is not allowed to use their own wood in Yerushalayim instead of the Atzei HaMa'arocha, answers the Gemara, Amachlokes in Niamorayim. Rav Yosef Amar, Shalom Levayashis Misha'inlo, in sharp contrast to the way we started, that we dafka wants to embarrass people who were uh, not careful with their Korban Pesach. Here we want to avoid embarrassing someone, but not as it relates to Tum of Itara, but as it relates to their socioeconomic status. It used to be considered, you have a lot of wood in your house, all right, you're, you're a wealthy guy. So what's going to happen? I'm going to bring wood from my house and someone who's of a lower means won't have enough wood. It's a busha for them. So people see me coming in with a satchel of wood from my house. The guy next to me is a pauper. So that's not nice. Or if Yosef says, the reason why the Tosefta restricts using personal wood at the Bira in, in Yerushalayim is because we don't want to embarrass people who, um, who don't have any money to bring their own wood. Rava Amar, third of the way down. Rava Amar, Mipnei Hachshad. Here, what we're concerned about is the way things may appear. What might happen? Rashi explains this, but because we have to do a lot of Gemara tonight, I'm going to spare reading you on the inside. But take a look, if you'd like, 12 lines down in Rashi, Mishum Hachshad. What he explains there is as follows. Let's say I bring 10 pieces of wood from home, and I use eight of them. If I walk out with two pieces of wood, doesn't it look like I took from the Atzei HaMa'aracha? That doesn't look so from. So the Gemara says, What we're concerned about is if you bring your own wood from home, it's not hectish, and you use eight out of the 10 pieces that you brought, and you want to bring your own wood home. It's not a problem. It's your wood, except that it looks funny. So the Tosefta says, that's how Rav explains, we were concerned that one should not bring their own wood to the Mikdash. What's the difference between the answer of Rav Yosef, who is being sensitive to those who have less money, and the answer of Rav, who was just basically highlighting a practical concern of how things appear? that maybe it'll look like you're taking from the Atzei HaMa'aracha. My Beinaihu answers the Gemara, Ika Beinaihu da'aisi kani v'chir yusa de'lochazi l'ma'aracha. The nafkamina would be as if I brought a type of wood, a very inexpensive, um, flimsy type of wood that isn't even eligible to be Atzei HaMa'aracha. We have standards in the Mikdash. You can't use any piece of wood you want. It has to be of a certain quality. So this would be the nafkamina between Rav Yosef and, and Rava. According to Rabbi Yosef, who says, so that's still going to be a problem because I'm bringing my, my cheap wood, but they don't even have that. But according to the answer of Rav Mibne Achshad, if I walk away from the Ma'aracha with my own flimsy cheap wood that isn't even eligible for being Atzei Ma'aracha, that's not Chashad. And that's how the Gemara answers this question. And while we're on the topic of the Machlokas of Yosef and Rava about whether or not there's Chashad or a practical concern, so says the Gemara as follows, another Machlokas uh, related to the Mikdash, but unrelated to this discussion, Tanan Hasam, we have a Mishnah uh, that reads as follows. Rosh Hama'amad, the person, the Kohen, who is in charge of all the Kohanim during a particular shift, he would stand all of the Kohanim who showed up to their Mishmar, Tame, or they became Tame while they were at their Mishmar, he would stand them all on the Eastern Wall. Why did they do that? Says the Gemara, my time, Amar of Yosef, Kedei Levayshan. Same as, uh, this is the opposite answer that we saw earlier, Kedei Levayshan Dafka. 
you're showing up to your mishmar, your once a year mishmar, your twice a year mishmar, whatever. It's so rare to get the job to be a coin, and you weren't careful enough to avoid becoming tame. That's crazy. You should have been more careful. So could they live Aisha? Rava Amar Mipmeachad. No, we stand them up there for the opposite reason. We don't want people to think that they were lazy. They showed up even though they were tummy. We're standing people up, the Kohanim were tummy up, so that people can see that these Kohanim, they're still interested in doing the Avodah. They're still interested in doing their work. We didn't want to make, give an impression that maybe they were uh, not interested. My Beinaihu, what is the difference between these two shitas of Kedei Levayshan and Mibneachshad? Ikebeneu Mefanke, those who are unemployed in Inami or a similar case to Kagadil Shishura, people whose profession was to uh, tie ropes. It was considered a very lowly profession, the braiding of ropes. And the Nafkamina would be that Kedei Levayshan, so Kedei Levayshan would still apply. That would still apply. But Mibneachshad, to look lazy, these people are, they don't have a job. So it doesn't look so bad if they just go home. So that would be the nafkamina between the two answers. Next Mishnah, halfway down, says the Mishnah, the Korban Pesach was removed from the location after the Shechita. The meat was moved um, to a place that it should not have been moved to outside of the appropriate parameters, Oshin Nitzma, or it becomes Tameh, it should be burned immediately. What if there's nothing wrong with the animal, but it's Machmas Dabar Acher, as Rashi writes that it's Machmas Dabar Acher, the concern is not that, but the concern is that the bailim uh, either became tummy or the bailim died. So the halacha is, this is all Tanakama, to ubar tsurasu vishishasar. To ubar tsurasu, we've seen earlier in the Masechta, is that the animal is dead now. The animal is dead now. It's been shechted already. We wait until it glosses over and looks dead, not just a fresh dead animal, which doesn't really look so dead, until, uh, I guess, a little rigor mortis, whatever the details are. So by those animals, when it's a din and a, a tumas bailim or that the bailim died, then we say to Ubar Tsurasa, we have to wait until it looks like it's dead. And then we take this Korban Pesach, and when do we burn it? asar on the 16th of the month, which is, at least in Eretz Yisrael, the first day of Chol HaMoed. You're not allowed to burn that on Yontif. You have to wait. Uh, Rav Yochanan ben Baroka argues. Rav Yochanan ben Baroka looks at the Tanakama and he says, Omer, even this can be burned right away. No problem at all. We don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for Tu'ubar Tsuraso. There's no one to eat this Korban Pesach because the owners died. And if you were to take a Korban Pesach and you were to shecht it shelo lo'ochlov and there was no one to eat it, or you made it for a chola or a zakan, they have no teeth, they can't eat it. So then in a case like that, the animal can be burned right away. So Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka says, not Rabbi Yochanan the Amora, Satana, he's in a Mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka writes that, that Lefisha ain't lo ochland because there's no one who is able to eat it, it can be burned right away. No problem at all. You don't have to wait until the 16th. You don't have to wait until the Ubar Tsuraso. You can do it even on the 14th before Yantiv starts. So says the Gemara as follows. I understand the first part of what the Tanakama said. Bishlam Atame. I understand that the Tanakama said that Oshinitma that Yisarek Miyat. If an animal becomes tame, the halacha is by korban pesach, you burn it right away. And this, says the Gemara, makes sense to us. Bishlama, why? Because see, the Pasuk writes, black on white, very simple, that it's going to be considered uh, to be a tumah, needs to be burnt right away. Ella, what's a little more perplexing about our Mishnah is the first part of the Mishnah, the first few words. Ha-pesach What are the mari mekomos that indicate that if a korban pesach was brought outside of the appropriate halachic bounds, that it needs to be burned right away. Says the Gemara, it's based on a Pasuk, did, did you not bring the blood inside the Kodesh? What is this talking about? And the Gemara tells a story. 
Moshe Rabbeinu says to his brother Aaron, Madu mesachatas. We have a, a korban here. Why didn't you eat from the korban chatas? Says uh, Moshe to Aaron, maybe Shema Nichnas Dama Maybe you took the korban pesach and you brought it into the heicham. Postgame here point out that before Shem point out, Lifnai Vilifnim is unnecessary. It's not the Kodesh HaKodashim, it's even entering into the antechamber, just into the Heichal. That would be absurd too. The language of uh, Lifnai Vilifnim is a little bit Labdafka, it just means into the Heichal space. But Moshe says to Aaron, why didn't you eat it? Is it because you brought it into the Holy of Holies? So Amar Lo, Lab, Aaron says back to Moshe, no, that's not the case. And from this next question, we'll see what our Mishnah is talking about. Amar Lo, Moshe says to Aaron, maybe Shema Chutz Lemechitsasa Yotasa. Maybe the Korban Pesach was brought outside of its boundaries. Let's pause for a moment. What's Moshe teaching Aaron? You can't bring this Korban outside of his boundaries. So Aaron responds to Moshe, Amar lo, la, v'kodesh, it was in the right place. It was in the appropriate place where it should be, in a holy place, but not in the holy of holies and not outside of its mechitza. It's all good. It's perfect. So Amar lo, Moshe says to Aaron, ibekodesh haisa, then I don't understand why you didn't eat it. If it wasn't brought into the inner chamber, chamber now from this story, says the Gemara, what can we imply from the dialogue between Moshe Rabbeinu and his brother and Aaron, says the Gemara, that if the meat was removed from its area past the Mechitza, or if it was brought up into the Kodesh, into the Kodesh Kodashim, Inami Ayel Dama Lifnim. If the blood is brought into, then Basrefahi. Very good. So now we have a great Marimako. You said we didn't understand Tame. We got a Pasik for that. We don't understand how the Mishnah got a Marimako that if a Korban Pesach is brought outside of its Mechitza, that it's going to be uh, need to be burnt. Now we see from the story of Moshe Aaron that it does need to be burnt. So says the Gemara. Mm, not, these sources are not all great. Bishlama, I understand the first Pasik. Bishlama Nitma, in the Pasik that we started with, the Pasuk in this Gemara, the first line of the Gemara that says, Babasar Rash, the Gemara says, Bishlamanitma Gali Rahmana Bekachim Kalim. That din was taught by Kachim Kalim. What is a higher level of Kedusha than Kachim Kalim? Kodshe Kachim. Now, if something is true by Kachim Kalim, which is less severe than Kodshe Kachim, then it's certainly going to be true in the more Chamer case. It's like Kalva Chomer. If there is a sensitivity of Tuma by Kachim Kalim, it certainly applies by Kodshe Kachim. So it says the Gemara, Kol Shekin Bekodshe Kachim. That makes perfect sense. The Pasuk that teaches me that we need Srefa when an animal becomes Tame was taught by Kachim Kalim, all the more so by Kodshe Kachim, because it's even more sensitive to Tuma. Good. Ela Yotze, but in the case of Yotze, in the case where Moshe and Aaron were dialoguing, that's what you want to use as the Mari Mako. You want to use the story of Moshe and Aaron to teach me that a, an animal that's Yotze outside of the Mechitza or into the Kodesh, that the animal is going to be Nisraf Miyad, that doesn't make sense. Because Ashkechan only Kodshe HaKodshim. We only had the case in the Chamor case. We only learned we only learned from Moshe and Aaron about a case of Kodshe Kodshim. But that doesn't teach me about the more lenient case of Kachim Kalim. So that's what the Gemara is bothered by, Kachim Kalim in Allah. From that source, from the source of Moshe Aaron, you cannot learn out that, um, that if an animal is Yotze, if it leaves its Mechitza, that it's going to be Nisraf. Visu, and furthermore, and the next two words are subject to debate in the Mephorshim, Hadatanya, is this actually part of a Brisa? Is it just a, a quick list of halachos that are being quoted? Either way, it says, Lan Dama, if the blood was left out for too, too much time, Pebezim and Bez at the top, Nishbach uh, Dama, if the blood spilled, Yatza Dama Chutz if the blood left its appropriate place, Dekaima Lan Bisrefa, all of those cases, where did we learn that from? That those are all going to be held Bisrefa, that they all have to be burned? 
that you got lun and you've got nishbach, if the blood's left out too long, the blood spilled, or if it went out of its boundaries, midalan. That we learned out, nafkalan midirib shimin. What did Rib Shimon say about the blood? That's a pasuk openly. If it's holy and it needs to be burned, then you should burn it. We learned about the korban chatas, which is kodesh kodeshim, that it's sreifasa bekodesh. So it says the Gemara, continuing the brice of Rib Shimon, ain li ela zubilvad she'ar psulei kodesh kodeshim ve'imurei kodeshim kalim inayin. From where do we know the din about kodeshim kalim? And about a murim, Talmudomer bechol bakodesh ba'ishti sarev. So says the Gemara. Well, Ashkechan kachem kachem, but kachem kalim inalan. How do we know about kachem kalim? Ella, here's the problem. We all, we're still stuck with our case um, of Yote. We don't know what the Marimikomos are. So therefore, the Gemara says all of these sources. We're going to scrap them because Ella. Here is really the halacha. Where do we know that an animal that is Yote? Uh, from the appropriate boundaries within the mikdash, or an animal that's tummy that it gets burnt miyad. How do we know that's true? Says the Gemara, seven lines down or so. Any animal that becomes a puzzle bakodesh in a holy place that needs to be burned. It doesn't make a difference what type of kodesh it is. Kachim kalim and kachim kachim. Gemara Gemirila. It is a halacha l'moshemisinai. Again, the phrase that we know, Gemara Gemirila, this, this, is, this is the second day in a row that we're discussing a halacha l'moshemisinai. Yesterday, we spoke about Tumas home, a tuma that, that was unknowable, a person was buried in rocks, whatever the case may be, and you walked over and you didn't know. Here, today, we have another halacha l'moshemisinai, that anything that became tame or was yatsa, that it left its boundaries, whether it's kachim kalim, or whether it's kachim kachim, the halacha is that it's halacha l'moshemisinai, that they have to be nisraf miyat. Says the Gemara, what about the whole story you just told me about Aaron and Moshe? The chatas to Aaron. Why did you give me that whole dramatic story, the whole dialogue? Says the Gemara, we weren't trying to teach you the Mari Makom for Yodze. We were just having a conversation with you. Uh, we were just telling you a story. Just a, you know, The Gemara brought it here as an attempted Mari Makom, but it was initially written just as a story, not meant to be the source, that if a Korban Pesach was, was moved out of its boundaries, that's not a problem. And then the Gemara has a side issue here. But wait a minute, we see some things. There's still a town Iborsura. Why would Pigol need that? Why would it be need, need Iborsura? Why doesn't it fall under the parameters of this halacha lamosh misinai? So says the Gemara, because it has a separate gzera shava. Yalif avon avon mi nosar. We learn it from nosar, and nosar it means not today. Nosar is only after the expiration date. So we need to wait until Ubartsuraso, till to Ubartsuraso, till the animal looks like it's dead. Says the Gemara, why? You could have had a different Gzeir Shaba. The Nelaf, maybe you could have learned Avon Avon Mechatas to Aaron. Maybe you could have learned a Gzeir Shaba that would have indicated from Chatas Aaron that you should burn it miyad. Amar Lach, no, you misunderstood the story about Chatas Aaron. Really, the case of Chatas to Aaron, Ki Nami That should really have been the din, and it is the din in general in that case. Even if you would have learned the Gzeir Shaba from there, we still would have said to Ubar Tsuraso in the case of Pico that you'd have to wait until the animal looks like it's dead. The Hasam over there, the only reason why by motion Aaron the animal was burned immediately was because Horas Shahisa, because it was just a Horas Shah, something unique and immediate for that moment. Fine. So then says the Gemara, uh, you've explained why some of the other Marimakomos don't work, but there still are some sukkim we haven't answered for yet. Because now that you've told me that the din in our mission is based on halacha l'mosh misinai, hashta de amrina, now that you've told me, kopsule de kodesh besreifa, that anything that becomes tamay in the mikdash is going to be burned, loshna de kodshay kalim, veloshna kodshim kalim, 
Sorry, I read that wrong. It doesn't make a difference what type of animal it is. We said, So now that we know that this is all based on a halacha lemoshmi sinai, well then, you, that pasuk was meant to tell me that, they, that it needs to be burned. So is it halacha lemoshmi sinai? It means it's not from a pasuk. If the pasuk says, what is the pasuk coming to teach me if I have a halacha lemoshmi sinai already? I don't understand. Answers the Gemara. That pasuk by Ishti Saref, who read it again, Bakodesh by Ishti Saref says the Gemara, who me by Lesha Srefasa Bakodesh, that the Srefa needs to be done in a holy place. It can't be done stamp, has to be done. So the, the pasuk by Ishti Saref was a location message, but not a question of what the din is in regards to whether or not the Srefa is immediate or not. That's uh, that we learned from, from Moshe Rabbeinu, Halacha Moshe Misina. What about the next pasuk that, that we quoted? It's actually the first one the, that was quoted in the Gemara. This pasuk, that pasuk we initially said was to teach us, like the opening of our Mishnah said, that nitma, that that animal that becomes tame, that it uh, that it is going to be problematic and it needs to be burned. So what does that pasuk come to teach me? Says the Gemara, we actually have a specific purpose as to why that pasuk was listed that this way. Who needed that pasuk? What were we concerned about? Says the Gemara, first of the long lines. Salkadai Tachamina, what might I have thought? Kolpsule de Kodesh, any type of soul that happens in, in, in the Beis HaMikdash. Kigon Lan, Dama, if the blood stays out too long. Benishbach Dama, or the blood spills. Benishcha Dama, the blood was removed out of its initial place. It was moved outside of the Mechitza. Benishcha Tabalayla, or a Shrita that was done at night. Dibisrefa, we would have thought that all of those things that took place, those are all debisrefa, the leisnehu bechulin, that they, those rules don't apply by the world of chulin. Aval, what might I have thought? Nitma bechulin, nami mafsil, even though it's true that meat could become tame and it might be pasal, ema, I might have argued that holy is abed bey uvdin dechol, because it was just a regular korban and it wasn't kodesh, it was chulin, therefore, emeloti boy srefa betiske le Maybe all I need to do is bury the animal and not burn it. And because I might have thought that a chulan animal that becomes tummy might, might be eligible for only kvur and not for srefa, we therefore needed the pasuk to teach us that there is going to be a, a problem over there too. That that chulan meat that becomes tummy and pasal will need to be burned and not just buried. Our Mishnah spoke about nitmu to ubar rasan, that if the psul and the animal wasn't inherent, but it was because of a secondary reason. The animal's really fine. It's the bailim who are the problem. The bailim either became tummy or they died. So in a case like that, the Mishnah writes to Ubar Tsurasa that once the animals are killed, we can't burn them right away. We have to wait until the animal begins to look like it's dead. So says the Gemara, a couple of possibilities as to the scope of this machlokas. Says the Gemara as follows, two-thirds of the way down, pay bays and bays. Amar of Yosef, machlokas. When do we have the machlokas in our Mishnah? Remember, we said at the end of our Mishnah, the Rav Yochanan ben Baroka said that even in this case, where the Tanakama holds Tubar Tzurasan, that if the Bailim uh, become Tame or they die, so the Tanakama held Tubar Tzurasan, that the animals have to wait until they gloss over, so they look like they're dead. Masha'enkein, Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, and our Mishnah said, no, but you can burn them right away on Yudalid, right away, you don't have to wait at all. So where does this Machlokas take place? What are the parameters of this Machlokas? It says the Gemara, possibility number one, we'll see three possibilities. Possibility number one is like this. Amar of Yosef, Machlokes Shinitmu Bailam Achar Zrika. The Machlokes 
is only if the Bailam became Tame after the Zrika Saddam, because at that point, when immediately as the Zrika was done, the Ischazi Basar Le'achila, that's when the meat was at least conceptually eligible to eat. Aval Nitmu Bailam Lifne Zrika, if in fact the Bailam became Tame before the Zrika took place, the Lo Ischazi Basar Le'achila, there was never a time that the meat was going to be fine to eat. Then that's not where the Machlokas in our Mishnah is, rather, Divrei Hakol Yisaref Miyad. There, even the Tanakama, who would have otherwise says to Bartzurasa, you should wait a day, he would not say that here because we, we knew that the Bailam died before the Korban was brought. So that's approach number one. But Meisve, that doesn't work. Approach number one doesn't work because we have a source in the Tanaim, which is a Tosefta. This Tosefta indicates not like this first version of Rav Yosef. What does the Tosefta say? Zehaklal. Anything that is an inherent psul means to burn right away. If it's about the blood or which is what our mission is talking about, if the bailim become tame, first we have to wait and then we burn it. Okay, so says the Gemara the following. Katani, what did we learn? That the bailim and the dam were categorized together in this tosefta that we just learned a line above. Because it says, just like the blood uh, can be okay before the zrika, uh, so we should have said it's to ubar surasa. That's what's going on here. Both of them are the same. And if that's true, how can you say that this price of this Tosefta doesn't say that? Ella says the Gemara, you're right, we misunderstood Rav Yosef. Let's try again as to where the Tanakama and where of Yochanan ben Baruka argue. Eli itmar, hachi itmar, this is what we, is going on here. Machlokes between the Tanakama and Rav Yochanan ben Baruka, shenitmu bailem lifnei zrika. It's where the, where the bailem became tame before the zrika. That's where there is a machlokes. In such a case, it's kind of, sort of like a psul beguf, kind of, kind of, even though it's not, even though zrika was done on with bailem who were puzzled. So that's where there's a machlokes. Aval, everyone seems to agree that if nitmu bailem laachar zrika, that if the zrika was done and then the bailem came tamei dischaze baser laachila dibriakol psulo machmas davar acher ubaya yivortzura will be more lenient here and we'll say that this is not such a psul beguf it's a it's a secondary issue it's only about the fact that the bailem died afterwards the shchita was done the zrika was done they became tamei afterwards so the halacha would be uh, this is what Rav Yosef says that there is no machlokas if the if the bailem became tamei after the zrika we everyone would agree ubaya yivortzura. The Rav Yochanan, the Amora, Rav Yochanan, the Amora gives another explanation about the scope of the Machlokas in our Mishnah. Rav Yochanan Amar, Afla Achar Zrika Nami Machlokas. And this is a version three. According to the first version, we said the only Machlokas is um, after. Uh, if, if he becomes Tame, uh, comes Tame after. Uh, what was the first one? <coughs> yeah, the only Machlokas is after. According to the second approach, the only machlokas is before, if the Bailam became Tameh beforehand. And here, Rav Yochanan's more expansive, no matter what. Rav Yochanan says, Afla achar zrika nami machlokas. Rav Yochanan was of the opinion that the machlokas between the Tanakama and Rav Yochanan ben Baroka and our Mishnah, about whether or not a case where the Bailam died or became Tameh, particularly where the Bailam became Tameh, where is that machlokas taking place? If we found out about this before the Zrika or after, Rav Yochanan the Amora says it's both. The author of Yochanan the Taime, and he is following his own reasoning. The Amar Rebbe Yochanan, Rebbe Yochanan the Amora says, this is a little, you have to like punctuate here. The Amar Rebbe Yochanan, Rebbe Yochanan says, 
Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, Rav Yochanan ben Baroka and Rav Nechemya, they both say the same thing that in uh, in these cases that the sreifa is immediate and there's no two baratsurasa, there's no waiting. Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, Amra. Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, that's our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, he says that you do sreifa no matter what. Rav Nechemya, what's the source about Rav Nechemya? We know, of course, that an onain, an onain is a person who meso um, mutalalav. Uh, the halacha is that they have someone in their family who rachmanalatzlam that they have to bury, and the halacha is that they are be'aninus. The phase of aninus is one of the weirdest, one of the weirdest phases in halacha. Um, we didn't put on tefillin the day uh, before the day of my brother's funeral. We didn't put on tefillin. That's super strange. It feels very sacrilegious. Uh, it feels very strange. It is the din. There's a machlokas in the Rishonim between the Tosos and other Rishonim. If a person's an Onin, are they allowed to push themselves to put on tefillin? That's a machlokas Rishonim. And we paskin that you're not allowed to put on tefillin. You don't, you don't bench if you uh, eat. You have to make brachos Rishonos because there's an iser, there's an iser to eat without a bracha. So it's only mitzvahs that say that an Onin... Is there any iser Aninos? No, it's an Isser Derabanan, but even though it's only an Isser Derabanan, we don't allow any Isser Derabanan. That, that there's never any leniency for not this dispensation doesn't apply here. No, it's it's a, but it's an Asse Doraisa, it's not a Los Asse. So anything that's an Asse Doraisa or Derabanan, you're completely exempt. So benching is purely a mitzvah Asse. But if you have something that's a blend of an Asse and a Los Asse, like a Bracha Rishona, all, all rabbinic, I don't mean Asse and Los Asse on a biblical level, but Brachos have. Yes, the positive that, uh, you know, you should ask Hashem for Rishos, but it's also, we say, uh, whatever the language of the Gemara is, that's the language, so it's a Dinder Abanan, but it's an Isra Abanan, so we do it, so fine, it's a very strange place, but anyways, by Korbanos, this din comes up as well, last two lines, Pebez and Mebez, this person was not allowed to bring a Korban, he was an Onein, Nisr Fazu, and the Pasuk is quoted at the, in Rashi, who here quotes this Pasuk, what is the Pasuk? Uh, where is it? Let me see if I can find it quickly. Um, I have tried to memorize this before. I kept forgetting. It's a famous Pasuk. Ah, I tried to remember the Pasuk. Uh, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to bring this Korban. To exclude the Onain. So the last line says, When the Onain... Um, was to be involved in this process. If he became an Onein, that's Kila Achar Zrika. That's like it was after the Zrika was done. And what do we still see by Rav Nechemya? When it's burnt, it's burnt right away. So we see that Rav Nechemya and Rav Yochanan ben Baruch and our Mishnah are the same. As we turn to the top of Beikim Alamad Aleph, Rabbah tries to add another Tana onto the list of people who think that the Sreifa should be immediate. Who is that Tana? Rabba Mosif Af Rabbiosi Haglili. Titania Rabbiosi Haglili Omer Kol Hainyan Kulo. This whole section in Halacha, Rashi, take a look at an important Rashi that helps us to understand what's going on. Rashi says, Kol Hainyan Kulo, Kol Parsha Zu, the Parsha of the Kol Chatosa Sher Yuvami Dama, Dimuki Larabonan Bizvachim, in Masech Zvachim, we established that Pasuk to be speaking about the following. Bechatas Hachitsona Shehichnis Dama Lifnim, the Zehup Sul Shela. 
So that was a case where there was blood that was brought into the wrong place. So let's go back in the Gemara. So kol ha'inyan kulo, in regards to things that are being brought out of place, two types of animals that are to be burnt, so this, Bricer of Yossi Aglidi, seems to say that the srafe of apostle animal is going to be immediate. Amrulodah Chachamim said back to Rav Yossi Aglidi, How do you know that an animal, a chatas, that its blood was brought into the Kodesh, it's brought somewhere that it should not have been brought? How do we know that's a psal in the first place? This is all within the context of this Brisa. So we've already seen this quoted earlier, but this is all within one Brisa. Amar the Hen Rabbi Yossi Aglili answers the Rabbanan, Hain Lohu El Kodesh Pinima. He says it's based on a Pasuk. Michlal, what do we see from here? that if the blood was taken out or the blood was brought up into the Kodesh, so Rabba wants to say that maybe Rabbi Yossi Haglili is of the same shita as both Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka and Rabbi Nechemia, all of whom disagree with our Tanakama. Our Tanakama said to Ubar Tsurasan in a case where the Bailam become Tame. All of these other Tanaim seem to say, no, it's Rafa immediately. Says the Gemara of Rav Yochanan Savar, I'm sorry, I can't agree with what you just said, Rabbah. Rav Yochanan is only arguing on this last edition of Rabbah. What did Rabbah say? That Rav Yossi Haglili agrees with Rav Yochanan ben Baroka and with Rav Nechemia that the sreif is immediate in the case of Tumas Baila. What's Rav Yochanan's argument? Savar, no. Damu basar When it comes to the animal being tame or the blood of the animal being moved to where it shouldn't have been, that's one camp of halachic discussion. But bailim, which is what we've been discussing in our Mishnah, we're discussing if the bailim become tame. That's milsa harisi. So Rav Yochanan and Rabba disagree in regards to whether or not we would say the halachos of dam and basar are having a problem on the one side versus bailim becoming tame on the other if those are the same thing. Rav Yochanan's not willing to hear it. So basically, in short, we have a machlokas, and it uh, seems to be that there are more tanaim stacked uh, in favor of Rav Yochanan ben Baroka to say that if the bailim become tameh, whether it's before or after zrika, so the halacha should be that the animal is nisraf, and we do not say to ubar tsurasa. That brings us to the last Mishnah for the night, and the Mishnah here writes on Daf Pegimel Amaralaf, 10 lines down, ha'atzamos ve'agidin ve'anosar, the bones and the sinews and the nosar, the flesh on the of the animal that is nosar, it's expired. Yisrafu b'shisha asar, you're allowed to eat it, of course, that you have to eat it that night. So the halacha is yisrafu b'shisha asar, you can't burn it on the 15th, there's no reason to burn it on yantiv. So once it becomes the 16th, the first day of chol hamoid, so then the halacha is that's when you do the sreifa. What if chal tezayin, what if the 16th falls out on Shabbos? So that means that your Pesach Seder was Thursday, night. You brought your Korban Pesach Thursday afternoon. Thursday night was Pesach. Um, and then it, bl- it blended into Shabbos. Chol day one was Shabbos. So then the halacha is chal Then you push off one day, you'll burn it on Sunday, which is the 17th day of Nisan. Because we're not allowed, says the Mishnah, we're not allowed to violate the halachos of Shabbos and Yom Tov in order to burn the um, in order to burn the extra atzamos and gidin and nosa. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, Amar Rav Mari Baravu Amar Rav Yitzchak atzamos kachim sheshimshu nosar metamen es hayodayim es hayodayim hol venasa bastis ledavar haaser. If there are bones of a kodesh animal, and those bones were the bones that held on to nosar, 
So let's say there's a korban and the leg of the animal, the femur. Let's say the femur of the animal, well, we have nikra gibbechel. Let's pick another, another bone, one, the front leg, much less complicated. So the front leg, there's a little bit of meat left over. And then we got to a point where the animal was nosar. So the Gemara says in the name of uh, Rav Mari Baravua, he says that the bone is tame, just like the nosar was tame. You don't even eat the bone, but the bone's tummy. So that's what he says. And it's because of the principle of Nasa Basis Ladavar Ha'asur. We're familiar with the concept of Basis Ladavar Ha'asur from the world of Muksa. This is its own application in the world of Kachim. That if there is a bone that is holding meat and the meat is nosar, the bone then becomes tummy such that it's metaminous hayodayin, as hayodayin, it makes a person's hands tummy. Namum is Maybe we can find the brisa to support the shita of Rav Mari Baravu in the name of Rav Yitzchak. What is the siyua here? He says the same thing. He says that bones and sinews and extra meat, they need to be burned on the 16th. Again, the proviso of our mission as well still applies that if the 16th is Shabbos, then we push off the burning until the 17th. Says the Gemara, What is going on here? What, what types of bones are these? If they are bones that don't have marrow in them, my grandfather, all of us, Shalom, would crack it open and scoop it out, you know, like all the good stuff in there. So if there's, if there's nothing edible on the inside of the bone, so then, why should that need any burning at all? who just throw it out. Who cares? Just throw it out. It's nothing. It's nothing. It shouldn't have any status of nosar. Elapshita must be the isbuhu moach. There must have been some marrow. So that's how the Gemara explains this. Now, Iamris, if you want to say bishlama shimush nosar milsahi, if you want to say that because shimush nosar, the, the, the meat that was on the bone, the, the shimush of the nosar, the bone that supported the meat, which is now nosar, that it's milsahu, milsahi, that the bone is actually now a problem because of the nosar, um, then I understand, even if there is no moach, even if there is no marrow, I understand why you need to burn it. I got it. That makes perfect sense because the bone was mishamish the nosar. That makes sense. Halfway down. Eliyamris shimush nosar lav milsahi, but if you say that the shimush of the nosar is lav milsa, if you say that the bone that is holding the meat, which is now nosar, is irrelevant, lama then in a case where there is a, a bone with no marrow, then why would we have to burn it? So says the Gemara, nasparinhu, even if it had marrow and it break it open, benachlet salamoach, scrape out all of the marrow, didhu, uh, all the marrow from it, benisrefe, and just burn burn the marrow, benashtinhu didhu, but the bone itself you could throw away. Says the Gemara, elalab, what must what must be from here, elalab shmamina shimush nosar milsahi. It must be the case that in fact the bone that holds the meat, which is nosar, is considered to be halachically problematic based on the halachic principle of nasa basis the davar ha'asr. That because it is a basis the davar ha'asr, the bone is a base. It's a it's a root to hold the nosar, the meat which has now expired halachically. So therefore, therefore um, we see that it's in fact a problem. So we have a help. We have a brisa that supports Rav Mari Baravua. Rav Mari Baravua wanted to say that the bone should be burned. Taka seems to be that way. Says the Gemara, Lav Dafka, halfway down, Amre, lo, that's not necessarily true. I could even argue that really the bone that's holding up the nosar, the bone that's holding the nosar that is no longer edible, it's really halachically not a problem. The kasavar, bo, when it says, etzem losish beruvo, the kasher ve'afilu bepasel, that the iser de oraisa of etzem losish beruvo applies to an animal both that is kosher and to an animal that's puzzle. The Gemara interjects, the Isra of etzem losish 
Ruva, or breaking a bone. That applies even with an animal that's puzzled. We have a Mishnah. Let's ignore that for now. Somebody who breaks the bone of a Korban Pesach when the animal's a tame, what's the punishment? Nothing. This is a phrase in Shas, which means you don't get Malkos, which means usually it means you didn't violate an Isser Darais, and that's certainly what it means here. So that's a stira. On the one hand, you just said, because Savar, we, the three lines ago, we said that uh, the Isser Darais applies even to Puzzle. Here we said, if it's possible, you know, so it's hard, but how do we answer this? Depends. If there was a time when the animal had a shas kosher, where the animal was not yet puzzle, so then we're going to say that the Isser do Raisa of Etzim Losish Bruvo applies. But in a case where where the animal was puzzled initially, so then Amaske may no so In that case, that's when we would say that uh, one does not get the Isser. Where do, what's the precedent for this distinction of Shas Kosher? Who cares if the animal ever had a single moment of whether or not it could be edible? Well, where does this come from? We've actually seen this uh, phraseology before. Uman Tana, who is the Shito who holds the Shani Lei? Bein Kosher. Who is the Tana who holds this way? That it makes a difference as to whether or not an animal had a Shas Kosher, a time when it was actually kosher, where the mitzvah of etzem lo would apply versus lelohe selosha's kosher. Who is that sheet? That's Rabbi Yaakov. We're three fourths of the way down on Pei Gimel and Aleph. Let's learn one last brisa for the night. The Tanya, the brisa writes in the name of the Tanakama, not Rabbi Yaakov. Be'etzem lo sishbruvo. He disagrees with what we learned. Bo etzem lo sishbruvo. Bo bekasher velo bepasul. The Isser del Raisa applies only when the animal is a kosher, but not if the animal is a pasul. What does Rabbi Yaakov say? The distinction that we've been looking for. Rabbi Yaakov Omer, if in fact the animal was at one point edible and it became possible only then. And this is explicit. We see the distinction that the Gemara wants to make exactly as listed in Abraisa. Absolutely. That if there never was a time when the animal was kosher, then we are not going to apply the Isser Darais of Shviras Etzim. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Neither of those cases would need that. And we will pick up tomorrow with his opinion starting from Mesve, not tomorrow, excuse me, but on Shabbos, um, whatever time that is, an hour before Mincha. Wishing you all a beautiful day. We'll pick up then.